It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. And Peter Dowd on the IrishGuardian.com joining us for our last slot of 2023. Good afternoon to you, Peter. And another year done. Please. Another year. Another, we're another year older and wiser. Well, older anyway, whatever about the second part, but yeah, certainly a year older. <laughs> we'll drop the wise a bit. Okay, now I know yeah. uh, Bernie sent you on an email that Sarah sent into us with some photographs. Well done, and she got it in plenty of time so we could get it to Peter. It says, hi, Peter, we have a box type bush that has grown considerably despite trimming it back. It is quite top heavy and is wobbly to touch. If we took off the top and the sides, would it survive? Thanking you. And she sent in three photographs of it. What do you suggest? No, I did have a look at them actually, and I actually, I actually quite like the shape of them. They're a bit different, aren't they? They're so do a, I. It's a bit nearly like a, like a lantern, nearly. Yeah, but um, I see what she means that they are top heavy. No, it's uh, Lanicera natida is the plant, which is it's a real kind of traditional old fashioned plant, and it it, it it was used to be referred to as poor man's box because it grows much quicker and it's much more much cheaper, if you like, than box to buy. Um, so back in the day, a lot of people would have used it instead of box hedging and for box specimens and things like that. But it's actually a lovely old cottage garden plant. I love it as a plant. Um, and the, the 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 short answer to the question is yes, you you can. It's not going to harm the plant by doing what she's suggesting, cutting back the top and cutting it in. So so it's more tapered, I suppose, more 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 conical in shape. It's like an upturned cone at the moment, but to make it the other way around. Um, but don't do it at the moment. Don't do it right right now in the middle of the winter. I would wait probably till end of February, early March, uh, and do it. There. But it should it should regenerate from that. No problem at all, really. OK, Margaret says, uh, hi, Peter. My Christmas, is it Solanium with the orange berries? I've not got one. Yes. Ber- not, there isn't one berry left. I wonder what is eating them. I thought they were poisonous to bir- birds. They were laden with berries about two, two weeks ago. But when I look out this morning, they're all gone. I don't want to say they're not poisonous to birds because I'm not an expert and and an ecologist or an ornithologist could ring in immediately and say they are but I wasn't aware I know they're poisonous to humans I wasn't aware very poisonous to humans but I wasn't aware that they were poisonous to birds so I I don't know Um, so my 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 qualified answer qualified by the by my lack of knowledge is that it is the birds but um but but whether a witch maybe it's hedgehogs maybe it's some like you can rest assured that you're doing some good work with it okay you're losing the berries unfortunately but you are helping <laughs> local biodiversity something is eating them which is which can only be good they're only eating it if they need them do you know what i mean yeah and i, I don't know if you can answer this question or not but larry says he's lost all the red berries from his holly a tree uh, this year and he said it's the birds but he said he was out for a walk yesterday and about five doors down, there is another holly tree and all the berries are on that one. Why are they only eating his? <laughs> they prefer his. Take it as a compliment. <laughs> um, the, 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 it's unusual, actually, for hollies. I know a lot of people think the birds get the holly berries. That's why we need to protect them for Christmas. But it's unusual for birds to eat holly berries so early in the season. They're normally one of the last to go. Uh, and it's normally, to the best of my knowledge, the missile thrush. Now, I, I, as I say once more, I'm not an expert in birds, but uh, I think it's the missile thrush that normally eats them. 
um, the, the the primary eater, if you like, of Holly Berries. Um, the, the fact that they're going so early could be important of a harsh winter to come. I'm not sure. Uh, it, it could well be. Now, the other thing is, and this is happening, and I have a couple of beautiful holly bushes at home, full of, one of them is full of berries, and the other is dropping its berries. It's not that the birds are eating them, but that the, it's dropping a lot of them. Um, and I think it could be a, a case of holly leaf blight, which leads to leaf drop, because I am losing some leaves on mine as well. Uh, and I, I wonder, is that the same situation? You could be assuming it's the birds, but maybe if you look around the base of the plant, you might see a lot of them on the ground, in which case it could be something else. Um, but uh, if it's the birds, I suppose we just, there's so much in nature that we don't understand. We just have to wait and see what winter brings, I think. But if it is something else, can 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 you do something? Yeah, if it is holly leaf blight, and I don't want to jump to that conclusion, and I'm not yeah. going to jump to that conclusion with my one either, but if it is holly leaf blight, then I would say um, uh, treat it with fungicide, like a, a solution of copper sulphate and water, but in the spring, I would wait till March before I would do it. Okay, hi, this is Breathe In Mallow. Uh, could you ask Peter, is it okay to cut back my holly hedge? I, I was planning on doing it in early January. Is that the right time to do it? I Again, I'd leave it just a bit longer than that. Leave it till kind of second half of February, just to, when we're coming out the other side of spring, just in case we do get a, a very cold spell at that point. I wouldn't. When you cut it back, you see you're encouraging new growth, and I don't want to do that really when we're still in the depths of winter. So I would leave it till we're coming out the other end. Okay, gardening which, which of course, which of course is technically the day after tomorrow, isn't it? Tomorrow is the twenty first, twenty first day of the year. Yeah, so, yeah. So um, if we we begin to see the stretch from the following day. Yeah. So hopefully we're on the way. That'll be a grand stretch in the evening. And I have to say, the mornings have been so dark. I can't wait for tomorrow to arrive, and we get some little bit of a stretch. Okay, question yeah. for Peter, please. Uh, planted two raspberry bushes this summer. How far back do I now prune them? So if you only plant them this summer, is it? Yeah. This summer just gone. Yeah, I wouldn't be too concerned at all about pruning them at the moment. So it's not really a question of how far back when you're cutting back raspberries, it's which stems to prune back. So because these ones are so young, you mightn't need to do any pruning at all, right? So when you're when they establish, when they're a couple of years old, what you're looking for is you're looking for, for canes that fruited this year. They're the ones you want to cut. You don't, you don't want to just cut them back. You want to remove them completely to ground level. So uh, the way you'll know the, the one from the other is the, the ones that are kind of a foxy red or brown color, they're the ones that have fruited already and can be removed. And it's the ones that were green in color this year that didn't fruit. They're the ones we want to keep then for next year. So it's not a question of how far back, but it's just identifying the right ones to cut back. And once you've identified, cut them down to ground level. OK, now, now we're getting the calls then about the holly berries. John and Mitchell was on to say he had a tre- his holly tree was laden with berries, all gone. But he's also noticed they're gone off the hawthorn as well. Then uh, I, I had noticed, and we, in fact, you and I had spoke about this earlier in the winter, that there were so many berries and so many plants. And I really have noticed that this year. Now, the old, traditionally, we were taught that, that that was nature kind of taking care of its own and, and, and stocking the larder before a harsh winter. So there was a sign of a harsh winter to come. I think horticulturally it's more a sign of, of, of a, a dry kind of April, May, June. Um, I don't know is the short answer, but the fact that they're being eaten so early in the season does does make it me think that perhaps nature is uh, taking care of the wildlife. Yeah, yeah, and the nature has a tendency to do that. Now, here's a great uh, t- 
comment in from a listener saying, what is Peter's view on the following matter, please? I've noticed recently a growing intolerance of trees in urban locations as some people complain about falling leaves. I've mentioned this to people in other urban areas and apparently it's an increasing cause of complaint. Apart from trees being beautiful and leaves bringing colour to our world, I just don't understand this attitude in our current situation with the menace of climate change facing our planet. I'm all for recognising two sides of the argument, but that on this issue, surely the anti-tree brigade need to cop on. No cop pun intended, by the way. How would Peter suggest that such comments can be answered? Is there an anti-tree I, brigade out there? I think anybody who knows me, Trish, or anybody who's listened to me or read my stuff over the years will know my answer to this. I'm a huge, like it's nearly my life's work to try and get more urban greening and more, like we're still struggling to see the importance of street trees and trees in cities and towns in this country where, you know, we're 100 years beyond that. We should be 100 years beyond that. Like many cities now, it's it's well beyond street trees. It's like, but you won't get planning permission unless you have green infrastructural elements such as green roofs or green walls and roof gardens and things like that. We are unfortunately struggling with trees in this country and are to value them. And I don't know what people think we're going to breathe if we don't have trees. We need more trees not only do they help with species extinction, climate change, having access to trees in green areas improves everybody's mental health. Our city should be filled with trees, not the opposite. Um, I could go on all day. It's kind of how long have we got one tree? There was a tree down outside Glanthorn Church, which was particularly uh, resonated with me because my father used to put the world to rights there after 10 o'clock mass every day with with his cronies. They're all long gone now. But and, and so many before that, there was a sycamore outside Glanthorn Church, well over 150 years old. They felled it last week. I don't know why they felled it. I've been on to the Cork City Council tree officer. I've been on to a couple of councillors. There is there is rumours being spread to me from social media that there is an anti-tree brigade and that in, in this case it was the church wanted rid of it. I don't know where the answer is and I can't understand for one second how somebody could be anti-trees when they're the sustaining all of our lives. I just don't get it. Yeah, the estate where I live is named White Oaks and there's this massive one, there's just one massive uh, white oak. I imagine it's hundreds of years old. It's a great, huge tree. And I've always said I would chain myself to it if ever comes the day that they try to fell it because it's just magnificent. It's just absolutely magnificent. But yeah, uh, we need to do, we need to do something about it. And I saw, I... So Dublin County Council last week uh, was saying to homeowners in Dublin City to start putting tarmac and concrete on their front lawns. Obviously, people are doing it to for extra parking, uh, but they're saying that they're losing soakage during heavy rain. So they're, you know, we need green spaces. We do. And this is another thing where we're, you know, we're, you know, it's it's it's, it's an embarrassment. We're so far behind the rest of the of Europe and the rest of the, the Western world, if you like, because greening Great Britain, which is which is just that kind of having green spaces instead of concrete and that allowing drainage. Like we're 50 years behind the UK on this. You know, we really need to wake up to, to the, 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 the power of the natural world to help us with the problems that we're facing instead of us concreting over everything. You know, stainless mm. steel and glass isn't going to give us the answers, unfortunately. OK, Maureen Mallow is doing her bit. She grew a bee-friendly patch in her garden this year, but she said it's starting to look a bit bedraggled now and she's wondering what does she now do? Does she cut everything back? Will most things regrow if she does cut them back? She's got uh, shrubs, big white daisies and yellow daisies and doesn't know what to do with it now. 
Okay, if it's uh, so, bee friendly patch obviously enough covers a multitude. Trish, as she says, it's shrubs and lots of other bits. So, in terms of of the 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 daisies and your perennial plants and maybe wildflowers that were there, certainly you can cut. You can actually leave them up because some of them, they, though it may look a bit unkempt, some of them would be giving seeds for small birds and things uh, dur- during the next couple of months. But for aesthetics, if you want, you can cut them all back now. Leave those trimmings on the ground so let the seeds go back into the soil for a few weeks. Then then rake them up and put them into the compost bin, and that will clean it up. You know, it'll look much tidier. Certainly, as regards the shrubs, if they're spring flowering shrubs, I wouldn't touch them at the moment. However, if they're summer or autumn flowering, you could cut them back as well. It's a kind of very general rule of thumb there as to what to do. But um, but cutting it back, cutting back the perennials and the daisies will certainly give a, a much tidier look to it. Okay, listen, that's where. We- we wrap it up for today and for this year. Uh, thank you for all your contributions during the year. We always get a huge reaction uh, every Wednesday to you on the programme. Have a lovely Christmas and we'll talk to you in 2024. I look forward to it, Trish, and thank you for everything as well. OK, bye-bye. Take care. That is bye-bye. the wonderful uh, Peter Dowdell, the Irish Gardener.com.